Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the resident Gen Z at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Andrea and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Shouldn't come as any surprise, but this week, the key topics were the new year, New Year's resolutions, and inspirations from others that carry us into this next phase of life. Let's start with the best from Mark and Christie's morning show, like this positive difference story. Mark, do you remember Katherine Hepburn? Yeah, like the legendary Hollywood icon. Yes, Amazing actress. Yeah, yeah. incredible actress. 30s, 40s, 50s. Lots of classic movies she was in. Well, this is something from her diary that she's writing about. And I I just think this is so important. And here we are literally over 100 years later. And I'm going to share this. And this just shows you the power of words. Yeah. And the power of acts of kindness. And I thought, you know what? This might be a good way to start off the new year to really kind of have this mindset, you know? Okay. Um, so basically, and I'm, I'm going to read what she said because I don't want to take away from Catherine Hepburn and, and her work. She says, uh, once when I was a teenager, my father and I were standing in line to buy tickets for the circus. Remember the circus? Yes. I've been to the circus back in the day. It was a good time. <laughs> you know I loved it. Uh-huh. Anyway, she says, finally, there was only one other family between us and the ticket counter. This family made a big impression on me. There were eight children, all probably under the age of 12. The way they were dressed, you could tell they didn't have a lot of money, but their clothes were neat and clean. The children were well-behaved, all of them standing in line two by two behind their parents, holding hands. They were excitedly jabbering about the clowns, the animals, and all the acts that they would see that night. And by their excitement, you could sense that they had never been to the circus before. Now, keep in mind, side note, Catherine Hepburn came from a pretty well-off family. Mm-hmm. So this going to the circus yeah. wasn't too big of a deal, and it was just she and her dad um, going. Um, she said it would be a highlight of their lives. The father and mother were at the head of the pack, standing proud as could be. The mother was holding her husband's hand, looking up at him as if to say, you're my knight in shining armor. <laughs> He was smiling and enjoying seeing his family happy. Well, the ticket lady asked the man how many tickets he wanted, and he proudly responded, I'd like to buy eight children's tickets and two adult tickets so I can take my family to the circus. The ticket lady stated the price. The man's wife let go of his hand. Her head dropped. The man's lip began to quiver. Mm -hmm. Then he leaned a little closer and asked, How much did you say? The ticket lady again stated the price. And it was obvious the man didn't have enough money. Yeah. And how was he supposed to turn and tell his eight kids, right, that he, he didn't have enough money to take them to the circus? already there, yeah. And uh, seeing what was going on, she said, my dad reached into his pocket, pulled out a $20 bill, and then dropped it on the ground. Hmm. And she said, we were not wealthy in the sense of the word, but we had enough, definitely. And she said, my father bent down, picked up the $20 bill, tapped the man on the shoulder and said, excuse me, sir, this fell out of your pocket. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good move, too. It's a good move. It's kind of yes. like protecting his uh-huh. dignity, you know? Yeah. And, that's pretty awesome. And she said the man understood what was going on. He wasn't begging for a handout, but certainly appreciated the help in a desperate, heartbreaking and embarrassing situation. He looked straight into my dad's eyes took my dad's hand in both of his 
squeeze tightly onto the $20 bill. I don't know. kind of chokes me up a little bit. Mm. Um, and with his lip quivering and a tear streaming down his cheek, he replied, thank you. Thank you, sir. This really means a lot to me and my family. And she said, my father and I went back to our car and drove home. Wow. The $20 bill that my dad gave away is what we were going to buy our own tickets with. And although we didn't see the circus that night, we both felt the joy inside us that was far greater than seeing the circus could ever provide. And that day I learned the value to give. The giver is bigger than the receiver. Mm -hmm. If you want to be large, larger than life, learn to give. Wow. Love has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get, only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything. Mm. Yeah. And she said the importance of giving, blessing others can never be overemphasized because there's always joy in giving. Learn to make someone happy by acts of giving. And so I I do too. And I just thought, what a great reminder of looking around, paying attention to other people and being willing and ready to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and give. And that truly is, I believe that's how God has wired us. There's a joy that comes from yeah. giving. And so I think we should start out our 2024 year with that I was mindset. I going to say, I think I might have to drop some cash sometime yeah. Yeah. accidentally. I'm here this year. If you, if you need to do <laughs> that <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm open. Appreciate that. There's a lot of joy for you, Mark. Uh, Waiting. That is our positive difference <laughs> story of the day today. That story was a great source of inspiration for me and a reminder for how to be larger than life by loving as Jesus loved, being so generous and kind. Now here's Christy describing what it's like getting back to the gym in the new year. Did you get a little workout in yesterday? Oh my goodness, I did. I, I started my Good workouts job. of the year. So I, I took a couple of months off, which I know that's a long time, but it was due to injury yeah and schedule um, you a lot most, going on. yeah mostly injury though but anyway i still have minor injury going on but i don't care we gotta get it going <laughs> you're you're ready to move forward yeah okay. um, but i will tell you uh-huh two months off makes a big difference because i mean today i am so sore whenever i pulled up to work this yeah. morning i literally envisioned like two men coming over to my car with a stretcher <laughs> And like whenever I'm getting out of my car, just uh, offering me to lay down on it, just to be like, hey, and carrying me to the you. front door. That's nice. what I envisioned, and it felt really great in my head. But wow, yeah, I'm super sore today. It, it was a good workout. It was great to hang out with Coach Meg. Coach Meg, Meg, uh, Coach Meg was ready for you. She was. She was okay. ready. And so we're gonna work out again tomorrow. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's, I, that's sometimes that's the hardest part is just pushing reset and be like, okay. Yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, stuff happens, right? In life on all of our goals, like mm-hmm. things get in the way, injuries happen, whatever, you know, all yeah. the things to, but then it's so easy to just be like, well, okay, I guess I lost some of my gains or I just, right. I've gone too long now instead of no, wait a minute. Like today's a new day. That's right. And, and it doesn't have to happen overnight too. I, and that's one thing that I really uh, realized whenever I was working out with Meg last year was how every day it seemed like, you know, nothing changed. And then you fast forward three months, you're like, whoa, 
a lot has changed. Even in the workouts from the very beginning, whenever I first started working out with her, I was dying. And then at the end, I'm like, is this it? Like, are we done today? She's like, yeah, "Yeah, you're good. I'm like, really? Like, I feel like I could Uh go another hour or something. So you could just tell the endurance, the, the strength, all of that. But it took a while. It did. It took a while. And it's just, it's one day at a time. That's all we got today anyway. So make the most of it. Let's do it. That's what you do. I am also trying to get into a better habit, better routine with fitness. And Christy has been such an inspiration for me. It's hard doing the work, but it's so rewarding. Next is Mark and Christy's conversation around the breakfast table. If you're just joining the conversation around the breakfast table, we've been talking this morning about what's on your nightstand. Christy has got like 15 books. She's <laughs> in the middle of reading, hoping to read, trying to read. Yeah. I'm trying to get through one. I'm all over the map on my books. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our listeners chimed in and said she has a Kindle. Okay. And she has multiple books on that Kindle, all which, right, you know. That's efficient. That's good. That's good. That's good. And then Debbie... She wrote in and said she has a CPAP machine. Okay. We've heard that already yeah, this yeah, morning. So of several of you yeah. got the CPAP machine going Gun. on. I know my dad does. Yeah. Um, clock radio, a book light, a lamp. Uh, she's reading My Jesus from Heartache to Hope hmm. and cool. Keep Calm and Trust God, Volume 22. That's what's on her nightstand. But here's here's what's also on her nightstand. She says she's got a, a pot holder. A pot holder. Okay. And Just. You think she's. Because bringing like a pot of boiled water, or like what just, does that mean? I don't know. Do you have a pot holder? She's got a lot. Is that her. common? I don't think so. I will, but I can't throw any shade at all because my nightstand is a mess. Uh oh. I, I mean, I've got like one or two books. Uh huh. But I don't know why it becomes like the catch-all, and I, I got all kinds of stuff. Look, so much so, I've had to reinforce it. What do you mean? <laughs> because it's. It's collapsing. What? <laughs> Wait. I had to go the in. And, nightstand the nightstand is collapsing. Yes. It's like wobbly and loose. <laughs> I had to go in with like little matchsticks and, and try to put little wood reinforcements. No. To try to get it stable. You're kidding. No, no, no. It because drives of my what's... wife nuts. Well, I bet it does. There's just too much stuff on there. It's I got gift cards on there, like boxes. I got books. What? I've got, I don't know. There's... It's, it's because it's not, it doesn't look good. It's not good for the nightstand. I got a couple of like important things on there too. I'm trying to read. So how long has this been going on? Years, (sighs) years and years, man. I think when it comes time to, to replace the nightstands, I'm confident in my wife. I may not I get one. I think it's time. <laughs> You're using matchsticks. I That blows my mind. It's pretty good engineering, actually. I've stabilized it pretty well. Thank you very much. Wow. Well, I just if your wife is listening right now, hey, Tiff, <laughs> we're praying for you, all of us, as a <laughs> community. You. As a community. We're yes. praying. Thank you. My nightstand is a large one, so it is piled high with stuff. I don't know how many books I've got on there. Reading one at a time, chipping away down the list. I've got several journals for different purposes. I've got my Bible. There's a clock, pens, pencils, all kinds of stuff. It's actually one of my goals to declutter my nightstand because of what it says about me, that I'm disorganized. Now here's the best from Andrea this week. 90.9 KLRC. Here's a good New Year's resolution. If you haven't come up with one yet, here's one to consider from Ephesians chapter four, starting in verse 31. It says, get rid 
of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. It's a good one to remember. 90.9 KLRC. When I was still in corporate world, I remembered when a new year hit, we already had a game plan in place. We knew what goals we needed to be at, where our numbers needed to land for each quarter in order to reach our year end goal. And so we had that game plan in place. And if you're that type of person, you laid out your goals for 2024, you've got that plan in mind. I want to remind you something from Proverbs 3, just in case. Things don't go exactly as you thought they would go. (laughs) It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I would go as far to say your own goals, your own plans. It says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And guess what? He will make your path straight. Such a great reminder when things don't quite go our way this year. 90.9 KLRC. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want my New Year's resolutions to be. And it's okay if you're the same way. Day three, we'll figure out our resolutions maybe by the end of the week. But one thing that I want to get better at is looking away from a computer screen while I work. I usually am, am in front of a computer screen and my eyes are starting to notice that they aren't doing so good anymore staring at computer screens all day. And I thought this was interesting. There's this thing called the 2020 rule. And the idea is that every time that you are staring at a screen, every 20 minutes, you should look away from the screen at something that is more than 20 feet away for a total of 20 seconds. So 20 minutes, something 20 feet away, a total of 20 seconds. I thought that was a good and practical thing that I could do. Computer screens are the worst, so bad for our eyes, and yet we use them for our jobs and managing our lives. And I work so much on a screen that I got glasses with the blue light protector built in, which makes me feel better. But I think it's so good just getting outside, you know, breathing in some fresh air, watching the birds in the trees. And it also helps, you know, get closer to God, at least for me, being in his creation, thinking about him. So good for the body, mind and spirit. Next is Robert. The moment happens at different times for all of us. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and I'm talking about when God becomes real to you. I mean, he reaches your heart in a way that you had never felt before. I remember being 14 years old. I was at these tent meetings, they used to call them, where evangelists would come through town and they would preach. And then at the end, he did this altar call, said, come on up here if you want to accept Jesus. I was a kid. I didn't even think I was ready. And then I felt my hands getting all hot, my seat got warm and there was no seat warmer under me. (laughs) And so I got up there and gave my life to Jesus. And maybe you remember too, that first time the love really broke through for you. So it's not a New Year's resolution per se, but doing this can really add to your year in a positive way. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and I was reading this article about the benefits of decluttering, and that can actually lower our stress levels, lower anxiety, and it boosts your creativity when you have all this free and open space in your home or your office. And if you suffer from allergies like I do, decluttering can be good for that too. We're getting rid of all the dust. 
If you have a dog, you got to give your dog an extra big hug today. For me, I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, The Positive Difference, and I found this awesome Thankful Thursday story out of Texas. This happened a few months ago. Uh, the Tanner family, they had a great time hanging out on a Friday night, went to bed late. The next morning, real early, their one-year-old border collie, Axel, this dog was waking up mom and dad. They're like, what is going on? Why are you jumping on the bed? But they decided to follow Axel because he wouldn't stop, so... They followed him all the way to their son's room, Gabriel, a 17-year-old boy, and Gabriel was having a stroke, and it was the dog that alerted the family of what was going on. They were able to get Gabriel to the hospital right away, saving his life, saving him from any other major damage, because the longer a stroke goes on, the worse things get, but the dog knew what was happening. Is that not amazing? I mean, all the things that our dogs do to really annoy us, but honestly, mm, they're always worth it. They're so amazing. Dogs are just the best. You constantly hear stories about this. Animals, even cats, alerting humans to danger. I don't think we give our furry friends enough credit. Wrapping things up, here's Kara from this week, flying solo because unfortunately Anson has been out sick. We hope he feels better soon, but so glad that Kara shared these thoughts and stories this week. So every year, I'm sure we all feel the pressure to have things figured out by January 1st. I used to take that week between Christmas and New Year's to plan and reflect and do a lot of dreaming for the new year. But it feels like every year that time just gets more and more full with family and activities and good things. But I've had a little bit less time to do some of that dreaming and planning and reflecting that I genuinely enjoy doing. That's why I was super excited this morning when I was listening to a podcast from Emily P. Freeman. And she was talking about how one of the things she does is take a more gradual entry into the new year. She said she takes all of January to do what she used to do in that one week span between Christmas and New Year's. To dream, to think, to plan, to gently enter into the new year rather than frantically feeling like she has to have everything figured out right away. Now, who says you have to even do that in January? You could do that anytime. Reflection is always valuable, but I just love that idea of taking a gentler and more measured approach. Feels a little bit more realistic to me. So right now is the time where we're supposed to all be getting back to healthier eating, more vegetables, more fruits, all the good things. And yet, it's also a time where we have some lingering snackity snacks <laughs> left over from Christmas, including a brand new one that my mom actually sent home with us. Sometimes she'll discover new products or fun things and she's like, here, you might try this. And that's fun. So today, just on a whim, I took one of these to work with me. They're like cinnamon sugar covered little, just like regular pretzels. And oh my goodness, I discovered that I have a new addiction. And it's a really good thing I didn't bring the whole bag with me because it would be gone. It, they're, they're so good. But I'm, I'm supposed to be not eating those kind of things now this month. And now I have a new thing that I'm craving. Oh boy going to be a long road. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the unending barrage of bad news and terrible things happening in the world, and you could use a little break, maybe something light and fluffy to lift your spirits, I have got you covered. Take a deep breath and listen to this story about Oyen the orange cat and his adorable family of capybaras. 
Uh, if you've never seen a capybara, let me help you out. They're they're like an adorable little um, teddy bear looking creature with a tail, but they're on four legs and they're just super cute. You have to Google them. So these capybaras live in uh, the zoo in Malaysia and somehow this orange cat named Oyen started hanging around with these capybaras. It first started during COVID lockdown when he was an occasional uh, visitor to the capybara exhibit. And as time went on, the zookeepers added him to the feeding roster. And pretty soon, Oyen was just kind of a permanent resident, regularly photographed chilling with his capybara friends. And he has now fully adapted to life as one of the herd and has become deeply beloved, not just by his capybara family, but by the general human public. In fact, the zoo has finally made him an official resident of the enclosure and has added his name to the sign outside their habitat that breeds capybara and Oyen, <laughs> which a lot of people apparently are coming to the zoo specifically to see Oyen and his friends. But if you didn't know when you come and visit now, there's a sign letting you know, yes, he really is supposed to be in there. I love it. Here's to making new friends in the new year. I love the story of Oyen. I heard this story a while back and shared it on our sister station, Real FM. It's just so true to life. Humans going to the zoo to see a tabby cat in an exhibit. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.